0: Uh, Nate forgot to mention that for those who'd like to pay all the youth, okay, you may see him after the service. And by the way, just to let you know, the spelling of one million is one, and then M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Just kidding. But if you want to, yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, How many of you know that you know, during the time of Jesus, meron na silang kotse? You know, it's in the Bible. You want me to prove it to you? Okay, open your Bibles to Acts chapter two, verse one. The disciples are in one place, in one accord. Okay, so Pangpagising lang yan. Actually, one page too puro joke eh. I remember when I was in high school not too long ago. Tawa kayo ng tawa, nawawala. Tuloy sasabihin ko. Okay, I have a friend. Uh, we actually go to church together. And I would remember when we go to church with passed by their house and, you know, nakikisakay sila. Um, you know, this guy was, was, was really good and uh, I, I would recall nung high school ako, marami akong katuntuhan. No? And I would always invite him to join me, hang out with, you know, a couple of friends and taste marijuana, so on and so forth. But this guy won't. Uh, he would always make alibis. He would, you know, I have, a, I have, I have to study. I have to study, I have to do this, I have to do that. After about 15 years later, thank you, this friend of mine that waited uh, magna cum laude as a doctor at the West Visayas School of Medicine, and he founded a pharmaceutical company. It's called PharmaWealth Pharmaceutical. And actually, he has been a congressman in the 4th District of Iloilo. You know this guy has been, you know, tawakos sa kanya nerd. Parang ang corny laging sa magulang. Okay, but you know, after a while, look at him. Although in the last election he lost for the gubernatorial seat. When I was uh, starting my career, I have a mentor. You know, this guy is, you know, para ideal. Ideal couple, ideal family. He's actually a uh, son of a priest. And uh, nung siyempre, they don't want him to be in the limelight. Somebody adopted him. And the one who adopted him was super yaman. Okay, and you know, I looked up to this guy. But before I left for the US, itong taong ito nang na lang. Because of foolishness. And about two years ago, I learned that he died. What a waste, right? Have you guys heard of the word sayang, ang gwapo-gwapo guapo pamantin? Or sayang, ang galing-galing pamantin? Or sayang, very anointed? Have you heard about that? And you know, I realized that you know some people have wasted their lives. I have wasted part of my life when I went into drugs, when I joined the, when I joined the communist part of the Philippines, and and sinaya kung buhay ko. I have wasted my life. Some of us here may have wasted a few years of our lives. Okay, sayang. But you know, with God, those wasted years can still be used by him to further his glory. Amen? Amen. I have shared this before, Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. It says that the people who know their God shall be strong and what? Carry out great exploits. The people who know their God. What is the premise? You have to know your God. And who is our God? Is he just like a power in the cosmic area? Or is he just like, you know, an invisible source of power or strength? Who is our God? It says here that the people who know their God shall do great exploits. We have learned in in our previous studies that we have been saved excuse me Pastor Insong, paano palabasin yung notes? Nawala yung notes ko. Ah, ayun, nakita ko na. Nakita ko na. Lenta <laughs> na. Natatakot kasi ako kasi yung notes ko 17 pages. So if, so if I will preach these 17 page notes, pagagalitan na naman ako ni Pastor Insong. Okay? So I want to make sure that I stick to my notes. We have learned that by grace we have been saved through faith. And this is not because of our doing. It is a gift from God. Why is that? Because if we go to heaven and the source of our salvation is because of our doing, what's gonna happen? We will exchange notes. Pare, magkano man binigay mo sa church? Pare, ilang ka ba nanalangin? No. It is a gift from God. We don't deserve it but because God loves you and He loves me. Okay, He's bringing us into His place. In verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to what? To do good works. You are not saved. We are not saved because of good works. Regardless whether you are mabait or, or, or you're bad, Once the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you get salvation. So faith in Jesus plus nothing gives salvation. Contrary to what other people are saying, that faith in Jesus plus good works equals salvation. No, that's not the correct formula. The correct formula is very simple. Faith plus nothing. What is nothing? Zero. You don't have to work or earn your salvation. Salvation is a free gift from God. However, once we get born again, God expects us to do good works. We do good works because what? We are saved. We do good works because we are Christians. And actually, it is not us who do good works. It is the Holy Spirit within us that brings out the changes that happen to our lives. And of course, Christians are not perfect. We fall, but because the Holy Spirit is there, the Holy Spirit is going to help us, aid us for us to go back on track. You know, many people people confuse good works as earning salvation versus good works because we are saved. But it's very clear in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we are God's handiwork. God is not through with you and with me. He is still in the process of recreating us. Why? Because God wants us to do good works because what? We are Christians. And the very reason why we need to do good works or that good thing comes from the inside out, is because God wanted us to serve others. And God wanted us to give glory to Him. There is always a purpose, and that is to give the glory to our King of Kings, to our Creator. Amen? Amen? Alam nyo, ang hirap magsalita, walang nakikinig, no? I would only know if you're listening if you say, Amen. Amen po ba? Okay, that's better. Jeremiah 1.5 says that before I formed you, I knew you, not me. God already know you or foreknew you before you were ever born. Okay, and it says here, before you were before you were formed into your mother's womb, kilala lakana niya. And God has already ordained you to become a prophet to the nations. God has ordained each and every one of us to become His mouthpiece, His mouthpiece of good news, His mouthpiece of salvation. Okay, It does not only mean propeta or whatever, but all of us have been ordained to speak out the good news. Amen? So God has a plan. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. In Deuteronomy 28, 13, it says, God, or He will make you the head and not the tail. You'll always be on top and never be on the bottom. Who wants to be the head? I want to be the head. I want to be on top. Unfortunately, many Christians are not on top. They are beneath. Some Christians are not the head. They are the tail. They are not experiencing the fullness of the blessings of the Lord. Because what? There is a condition. If you just listen to what? To the commands I'm giving you today. From the Eternal, your God, and obey them carefully. By the way, I'm using a new translation. It's called The Voice. The voice has translated the Bible in such a way that it seems like a conversational thing. Okay, so if you guys are tired of reading the old King James Version, Thou, Thou, Thee, I would recommend that you grab this Bible. This is nice. I guess this one just came out about a year ago. So if you listen, what? God is going to make you the head and not the tail. Unfortunately, many Christians, the very reason why they are not experiencing that, it's because they have not tapped to the power. We have seen this picture. Pastor Danny, Pastor Insong, showed this picture, and I showed that also when I first spoke about the Holy Spirit. Many Christians are just like a sailboat that's on the dock, or sometimes even on a sailboat, uh, sailboat truck. Ano na nangyayari? Nagiging dekorasyon lang. Many Christians don't like to go far. Why? Natatakot. So what happens? You become just, what? A decoration. You know what, guys? God did not create us to become decorations. But as Christians, we are expected to go out into the field. To go out in the ocean to hoist our sail so that we can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Apart from the Holy Spirit giving us that power, giving us that dunamis power, there's nothing that we can do in our lives. You know what? We are, we are, we are blessed in this, uh, in this dispensation. Why? Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would only come on special occasions. Okay, if you read the Old Testament, you will read phrases like, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Daniel. But the Holy Spirit at that time in the Old Testament, hindi siya tulad ngayon that the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. And that we are moment by moment filled with the Holy Spirit. This morning, I'm going to talk about Unleashing God's potential in your life. Unleashing God's potential in our lives. But we move before we move further, let us pray. Father, we come to you, we thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, and for your great love to us. Lord, we know that you have a great plan and purpose for all of us. And Lord God, we wanted to appropriate, Lord God, that the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Teach us, Lord God, this morning. Help us to understand very clearly what you want us to experience in our lives. And Father, we, we lift up to you, our country, the Philippines. We thank you for what you are doing. And Lord God, next week our country is going to, to celebrate the Independence Day. Thank you for giving us that independence, Lord God, and even the freedom that Christians in our country can praise and worship you. Even in this country, Lord God, Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have, that we can gather together, worship you in spirit and in truth. But Lord God, you know what's going on in this country. There's so much hatred going around. There's so much um, 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 crimes going around. And Father, we ask that you will take full control of this nation. And Lord God, we declare that Jesus is Lord over the Philippines and over America. And Father, you said in your words, Lord God, that if we bless your nation, nation of Israel, Lord, you're also going to bless us. And Lord, we speak peace to that nation. And I pray, Lord God, that more Christians will rise up, that more people will get to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So unleashing God's potential in our lives. So how is that potential going to be unleashed in our lives? In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said that I will pray to the Father that He will give you, what? Another helper. Actually, in some translation it says that He will give you an advocate. You know what? The Holy Spirit is not just there to help us, but if we will allow the Holy Spirit to fully control our lives, we will experience potential in our lives. The very reason why so many Christians are not experiencing that power or that potential, it's because what? They have the tap into that power source, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, and he will, I will give you a helper that he may abide with you forever. That he will abide with you forever. And that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because they neither see him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be with you. You know, some people think that the Holy Spirit is an on-demand thing. Pagkailangan ko, I get the Holy Spirit. But we have learned from the past messages that the infilling of the Holy Spirit is what? It is a moment-by-moment thing. Okay? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, here's my instruction. Walk in the Spirit and let the Spirit bring order to your life. If you do, you will never give in to your selfish and sinful cravings. Pastor in song preached about the habit of having the Holy Spirit fill us moment by moment. He said, walk in the Spirit. What does that walk mean? Walk is the fashion of life. The way you do your business day to day. The way you, you, your relationship with your family, the way you manage it, the way you deal with your boss, the, the, the way you deal with your classmates, the way you deal with your friends, that is the walk. The way you make decisions, that is the walk. It says, walk in the spirit so that it will bring order to what? To your life. Pastor Danny shared this uh, quotation from Frank Outlaw. It says, "Watch your thoughts. They what? They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. And watch your character. It becomes." or they become your destiny. If we continue to Galatians chapter 5, we move, move on to verse 25. It says, Now since we have chosen to walk, Pastor Danny said that everything emanates from the mind. Once you decide that you're going to walk by the Spirit, it says here, Let's keep each step in perfect sync with god's spirit what does it mean who of you here have an ipad ipad ipod or whatever okay some of you would sync it in your computer right why do you want to sync it in your computer so that it will exactly clone what you have in your computer to your ipad same is true in here we have to clone we have to be in sync with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells us to go left, we go left. We follow, we move along with the Holy Spirit. Actually, the word walk here comes from a military word, meaning soldiers marching together. So you march in sync with the Holy Spirit. You don't go ahead, you don't go behind. But you follow step by step by step by step. And Pastor Insom was saying that if we practice it, it becomes a what? A habit. Unleash God's potential in your life. How? Walk by the Spirit through what? An obey now principle. What is an obey now principle? Okay, I will introduce you to obey now principle. You know what? There are a lot of Bible characters in the Old Testament where we can learn from them, like Daniel, Joseph, Samson, okay, and David. But this morning, I'd like to introduce you to David. Because if we will talk about all of these Bible characters, I'm pretty sure we will stay here for a week. So let's talk about David only. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Samuel, chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Just to give you the background of the story. At that time, Israel had a king, and the name of their king is Saul. In Spanish, they call him Saul. Okay, There was a king, his name was Saul. However, Saul disobeyed God. Because of that disobedience, the Spirit of the Lord left Saul. And God told Samuel, the prophet, Samuel, I want you to look for a new king. And God said to Samuel, go to the house of Jesse. And in the house of Jesse, I will show you and point to you who's going to be the next king. And I want you to anoint him. So in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6, it says, Samuel is already inside the house of Jesse. It says here that when they came, he noticed the eldest son, And Samuel said to himself, surely this is the one, the eternal one will anoint. And then the eternal one was talking to Samuel. Take no notice of his looks or his height. He is not the one. For the eternal one does not pay attention to what human values. Humans only care about the external appearance but the eternal considers the inner character. There is a saying that says, do not judge a book by its cover. Men have the propensity to judge people based on the outward appearance. But God said, don't look at the outward appearance because God looks at the heart. Kung tingin mo, ikaw ang sa buong mundo dito, it doesn't matter. Why? Because God will look at your heart. Kung ikaw man ang sa balat ng lupang ito. You know what? God looks at your heart. No matter how you impress people. No matter how eloquent you are in talking. God is not impressed with that. Even in worshiping God, even if you are the best singer, even if you have the best song to sing, it doesn't matter because God looks at the heart. Kahit ikaw ang pinakasintunadong kumanta, tulad ko, know what? God looks at the heart. Guys, we cannot fool God. We cannot fool God because God sees the inside of us. Amen? Okay? So God looks at the heart. Let's move on. In verse 8, Jesse called his son Abinadab and brought him to Samuel. Samuel looked at him, and then the eternal has not chosen him either. Then Jesse brought his son. Shama in front of Samuel. And then Samuel said, The Eternal has not chosen him either. Jesse walked seven of his sons in front of Samuel. And each time, Samuel refused them because the Eternal One had chosen none of them. So the Jesse have eight sons. So yung pito dumaan na sa kanya, tinitingnan niya. God said, No, this is not the one. No, this is not the one. No, this is not the one. And then Samuel asked Jesse, Are all your sons here? Jesse replied, All but the youngest. He is off keeping sheep. And Samuel said, Send him for me. Send him. Send for him. And bring him here. We will not sit down until he arrives. You know what? Seven of Jesse's son went in front of Samuel and Samuel said, no. He said, is this all? You know, sometimes we have the propensity pag naubos na lahat, sige na nga, ito na lang. But you know, God wants the best. And Samuel said, no, we will not sit down not until the chosen one is shown to me by the eternal one. So what did he do? He asked Jesse to call for his son. And then Jesse sent for the youngest son, David. And he came in in front of Samuel. He was a handsome boy like my son with a healthy complexion and bright eyes like me. <laughs> bright eyes, kasi may no? And then the Eternal One said, Rise and anoint him, because this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn filled with oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Eternal fell strongly on David and remained from that day on. Samuel then left for Ramah. What baffled me is that Jesse got eight sons, and when Samuel was there asking, where are your sons? He only asked the seven to go in front of Samuel. Didn't you notice? Did he intentionally forgot about David? Intentional? O talagang nakalimutan lang? There are people who are saying na si David anak sa labas. Kaya nakalimutan siya. But you know God, you know, you know folks, sometimes we feel that we have been forgotten. Sometimes in school, whatever we do, our teachers won't appreciate it. And the worst that can happen, even our very parents and siblings would even neglect us. But you know what? With God, even if people neglect you, God is going to look for you. In Jeremiah, it says that before I formed you, I already knew you. So even if people intentionally or unintentionally forget about you, God will never forget you. No matter how you look, because God looks at the heart. I like the voice translation when it says, Before I even formed you in your mother's womb, I knew all about you before you drew your first breath. I have already chosen you to be my prophet, to speak to the nation. Say to your neighbors, you have been chosen by God. Say to your neighbor, you did not come out an accident. Ayaw ha, ibang iniisip ninyo. Kahit sa tingin ninyo, aksidente kayo, there is no accident with God. There is no accident with God. Kahit ayaw kayong ipanganak na magulang ninyo, gusto kayong ipa-abort, there is no accident with God. God already knew you. And God has developed His Spirit in you. He has developed that potential in you. Let us tap in to the source. Amen? You know what? Sometimes in the office, when when I moved to the United States, this was my struggle. I was the director for logistics of uh, San Miguel and Coca-Cola back in the Philippines. When I moved to the U.S., I applied in other companies and I applied with Coke again and I have to start from the bottom. Nakita nyo ba yung deliver ng Coke products? Kumisang kasama ako sa driver dyan, nagbubuhat ng kahon. And what am I saying? Lord, why am I here? Bosing ako doon sa Pilipinas and here nagbubuhat ako ng kahon, nag-deliver nasisigawan ko minsan ng customer. Tapos yung boss ko is not even college graduate. You know, sometimes in the office, we feel that promotions has passed us. But I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that God has a plan for me. I believe in my heart that God has a plan for you. Kahit 20 years ka na, na nagbamakinilya dyan sa opisina nyo, kasi computer na ngayon. May plano pa rin ang Diyos sa inyo. God still has a plan for you. And there is a principle. It is a principle of obey now principle. It says in Galatians, you know, that let us not grow weary in doing good. Because what? In due time. In due time. Aani ka rin. Nakakita ba kayo ng kamatis? How many of you have seen a tomato? When you plant a tomato, does it bear fruit the following day? No. Sometimes it takes time. And you have to water it, you have to expose it to sunlight. Same is true with us. When we do something, if we obey from the Lord, we don't get the reward the following day. It takes time. It takes time for it to mature. Why? Because God is in the process of cultivating us. God is in the process of exposing us to the sunlight. God is in the process of allowing us to be watered. God is allowing us to be discipled. God is changing us from one degree of glory to another degree of glory to another degree of glory. And then let's continue. Verse 14. The spirit of the Eternal left Saul and an evil spirit sent from the Eternal One tormented him. Just to give you a background what happened. God instructed Saul to kill all the Amalekites. Who are these Amalekites? These are the people who blocked the way of the Israelites when they left Egypt. And because of that, God said, Saul, heal them. By the way, if there is somebody in your life na nangungulit sa inyo, let God handle it. Let God handle it. Like in the case of these Amalekites, nangulit sila sa mga Israelites when they left Egypt. And what happened after many years? Hindi nakalimutan Jos. God still remembers. Okay, ipaghihihintik ko ang aking That's what God says. So that's what happened. However, Saul he did not kill everybody. He spared the king of the Amalekites. His name was Agag. And then when Saul approached him what did Saul say? When Samuel approached him, what did Saul say? Oh, it's the people who spared the king and the spoils. And the the, the best sheep, the best oxen, the best cattle, itinabi nila because they wanted to sacrifice before the Lord. It was disobedience before the Lord. And the moment we disobey God, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord left Soul, I would would say this that the gifts and calling of the Lord are irrevocable, but it does not mean that the anointing will not be lifted from us. When God calls us to do something and we get we get we have the gifts and the calling of the Lord, it is there, it is deposited, and coupled with it, God's anointing is upon us. But the moment we disobey God, the Bible says you know, the anointing can be removed from us. So that's what happened to to Saul. The anointing or the Spirit of God was removed from Saul. That's why naghanap sila ng panibagong hari. So that is the background of what happened here. And you know what? The Bible says that disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. So disobedience is a serious sin. Disobedience is a serious sin to God. Disobedience is not ganyan, ganyan lang. No, it is serious before the Lord. And then verse 15. Saul's servants saw this and said, Look, an evil spirit from God is terrorizing you. Let our Lord command that his servants find someone skillful on the harp so that when this evil spirit from God is bothering you, he will play and ease your mind. You know, just a side comment on this one. That is why I believe in the power of praise and worship. Whenever the devil will try to bother you, whenever the devil will try to inject negative things in your thoughts, Pastor instong said, the moment it reaches your thoughts, cut it. And I'd like to add that. Begin to praise and worship God. Because every time you praise and worship God, the devil is tormented. Because the office of praise and worship was given to Lucifer when he was still in heaven. But because of disobedience, when he was thrown out of heaven, the power or the office of praise and worship was now given to you. And every time you praise and worship God, the devil is tormented. Bakit? Naiingit na siya dahil kanyang opisina yan. That's why there's power in music. There's power in praise and worship. Kahit sintunado. Why? Because God looks at your heart. Again, buti na lang. Buti na lang God looks at the heart. Otherwise, God will close His ears. He won't listen to my praise and worship. But God, looks at the harp. Okay, let's move on. So every time that that evil spirit would torment Saul, okay, they wanted somebody skillful in the harp. And you know what? David was a worshiper. He plays the harp. In fact, he praises and worshiped the Lord habang nag-aalaga siya ng mga tupa. Habang nag-aalaga siya ng mga sheep. Complete band. Mayroon harp, and then, ma, mea, okay? So ganun yun. Okay, and then Saul's servant said, I agree. Saul said to his servants, I agree. Find me now someone who can play well, and bring him here to me. One of the younger men there spoke up. I know someone of the house of Jesse of Bethlehem who plays skillfully and who is a man of courage, a warrior, sensible in what he says, and handsome, and the Eternal One is surely with him. You know, one of the things that came to my mind when I was studying this, sometimes we as people, once we get the promise, tapos hindi pa nang yari na iinip tayo. We look for some padrino. Oi, pede ba rin kung naman ako kay congressman like that? Oi, can you recommend me to this office because you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm a good I'm a good person. I'm, I work very well, et cetera, So on and so forth. But you know what happened here? David didn't do that. David didn't do that. Hindi siya naghanap ng padrino, hindi siya naghanap ng somebody that will help him. You know, when God anoints you, when God gives you that plan, even you don't, even if you don't do anything, God will always make a way for you to be known. In fact, one of the things that I've seen in the life of David is that when he was anointed king, David already knew that he is going to be king. Right? What did David do? He continued to become a shepherd. He did not gather his friends and told them, come on, let's form, I will. you will be my cabinet members. Let's plan for the transition. In fact, David did not say to his father, Hey dad, mga kapatid, ako ang magiging hari, ako ang, ang bossing dito. From now on, lahat ng sinabi ko yun ang masusunod. You know what? David did not do that. In contrast to what our mindset is telling us. You know what? Hari na siya. He was anointed king, and yet David was still obedient to his father. Some of us here Some of us here na graduate ng ganito. Umabot na ng 21 and 22. Ayaw na makinig sa mga magulang. Hello? Ouch? Oh, I have my own mindset. I have my own decision. I am now an adult. The Bible says, Obey your parents. Especially if you are inside their authority. You know, God works in a principle of authority. God will never violate that. I have been disobedient to my parents before. And I have already asked for forgiveness. And I'm challenging the youth right now. It's very difficult to obey our parents. Especially if we know that we are more knowledgeable than our parents. Especially if we know that we are college graduates. We are suma Lau, And our parents are just high school graduates. It's difficult to obey our parents. And even if you guys leave your parents' authority and your parents are still alive, you are still to honor your parents. I don't care. I don't care if America is saying that there is liberty or you are now free. No, that is against the Bible. Because the Bible says that we are to be subject to authority. We are to be subject to authority. I am, I am emphasizing that why. I learned it the hard way. Guys, don't learn it the hard way. Habang buhay ang be subject, honor your parents. David was already king, and yet David still honored his father. In fact, the scripture was saying that his father would often ask David to run errands. Hindi sinabi ni David nung inutusya, ta- siya ng tatay niya na pumunta ka, bumili ka ng suka, let me pray about it first. <laughs> for just for Santo, bibili ka lang ng suka pag pray mo pa. No, David was obedient. David was obedient. Why? because he's hearing directly from the Lord. And the people say Amen. And the young people say Alam ko yung iba sa you know. This is contrary to what you learn in school. But you know, we cannot opposite the word of god because if we go opposite the word of god there are repercussions and you know if we are obedient the bible says it, it is the first command with the promise god will give you long 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 and some says long and satisfied life amen okay Let's go back. So Saul dispatched messenger to Jesse. And then the messenger sent and the Saul's message said, Send your son, David, who is watching your flocks, to me. Your king needs his service. So Jesse did as his king commanded. He sent Saul as a young He sent Saul, a young goat and a donkey, loaded down with bread and a skin of wine by his son, David. David came to Saul and served him. The king loved him greatly and made David his armor-bearer. You know, once you have the anointing of the Lord, you will find favor with people around you. You see, there was a king, Saul. Samuel anointed David to be the next king. And then David now is going to serve the king. Parang and labo, no? If I were David siguro, if I am full of pride, what will I do? Papanain ko na lang itong haring ito so that I will be the next king. But no, David was humbled enough that he is willing to serve the king. Hindi sinabi na David, ah, ah, no, you cannot do that. I'm going to be the next king. No, David was humble. He was obedient. And he served the king. And you know, when you have the Spirit of the Lord in you, if you are filled with the Spirit, you will always find favor with the people around you. Whether you work for the most cruelest, if, I don't know if that's the correct English, the most cruelest boss. Okay? The most non-appreciative boss. Pinaka-cruel. If you have the Spirit of the Lord in you, you will always find favor. you will always find favor. Ako, I would say, I've been, when I was back in the Philippines, I was in the corporate world. To be honest, hindi naman ako magaling eh. At a very young age, I became a manager and then naging vice president ako ng company. I was not really good. law lang ako. I took my board exam twice. But what? At a very young age, I got that promotion. Why? I got the favor. And now I am waiting for that favor to man- manifest Titus America. There's nothing impossible with God. There's nothing impossible with God. Because the moment you have that tug, the moment that God shows you the plan that he has for you. Slowly, God will unveil that. And slowly, that will manifest. Amen? Okay. Then David came to Saul and served him. The king loved him greatly and made David his armor-bearer. Then he sent a message to Jesse. Saul's message says, David has impressed me. Please allow him to remain here in my service. Kita nyo? David, ano pinag-aralan niya? Pinag-aralan niya lang yung mga tupa. He was just in the field, taking care of the sheep. What happened? He was able to impress the king. Whenever God allowed the evil spirit to afflict Saul, David would play the harp. Saul would be relieved of his torment, and the evil spirit would depart. The Bible tells us that Saul had a problem. The evil spirit would always torment him. But every time David would play the harp, every time David would sing, that evil spirit goes away, and it relieves the king. Okay. So that's the scenario. David was serving the king and the king was so impressed with him. However, there was a war in Israel. They were now unwilling to allow other invasions to happen to their nation. In in verse two, chapter seventeen of First Samuel, it says, "Unwilling to allow another Philistine invasion of their nation, Saul and the forces of Israel went out against them. They camped in the valley of Elah and formed ranks against the Philistines. Elah hindi to asawa ni Babi, okay? It's a valley in Israel. So there was a war because the Philistines wanted to invade them again." And Israel said no. So there was a war between the Philistines and Israel. The Philistines stood on one mountain and the Israelites on the other with the valley between them. Then a champion emerged from the Philistine camp. His name is what? Goliath. He's one one of the five capital cities in the Philistines' confederation who was over nine feet high tall. In some translation, it says 10 feet tall. But it says here, more than 9 feet tall. Have you seen a giant? Wala. pare tayo. Wala pa rin ako giant. But this guy was really big. He was the champion of the Philistines. And then, every day, when Saul and his army heard the Philistines' words, they were shocked and frightened. You know what? The devil will always come to you with words. The devil will always bully you. The devil will always torment you with words. You are good for nothing. You are defeated. Wala kang Lasinggero ka. Babaero ka. Lalakero ka. The devil will do that to you. The devil will destroy your credibility. The dragon will destroy your image every day. And that's what happened to them. And because of that, the people of Israel were afraid. They were afraid every day. They see the giant challenge them. Every day, the giant will demean. Every day, the giant will say nasty things about Israel. And that frightened them. Let's move on verse 12. David was the son of Jesse an Ephratite from Bethlehem in Judah who had eight sons at this at who had eight sons. At this time Jesse was already old. Now, look at me. The moment David was anointed to become king up to this time probably it's a span of 5, 6 or probably 10 years. Why? Because the Bible says Jesse was already old. Didn't you notice? However, kahit matagal na panahon, hindi na inip si David. He continued to do his everyday chore. He was still a shepherd. And then it says here, Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, the firstborn, Abinadab, the second, and Shammah, the third, had gone with Saul to battle. David was the youngest son and while the three oldest went with Saul. He went back and forth between Saul's battle and his father's ship in Bethlehem, taking provisions to the troops and bringing word from the front line. In short, David had a part-time job. Okay? He takes care of the ship and at the same time he runs errands. Now, What baffles me is that Jesse got eight sons. Three of them are in Saul's regiment and David, the youngest son. What are the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh doing? Why won't Jesse ask the fourth son to go and deliver the food to his brothers? Knowing Jesse... Knowing that David was anointed to become king. If somebody already wins the election, what happens? People protect him. And Jesse knows that if he sent David there, he is risking the life of the future king. You know what? Once you have God as a plan for your life, the devil will always be there. To destroy it he will always send dangers to you because the devil is afraid of what's going to happen to you once that plan of god manifests in your life the devil will always destroy that god said that you're going to be a uh, say an engineer god says that you're going to be a doctor the devil will always hinder that. Why? The devil doesn't want God's purpose manifest in your life. The devil will always destroy that. And the sad part is, sometimes it is our parents or even our siblings who are instrumental to that. Am I making sense? Does that happen to you? Kung sino pa yung kamag-anak mo, siya yun ang babagsak sa iyo Kung sino pa yung kamaganak mo, siya magsasabi, hindi mo kaya yan. Dahil mahirap lang tayo. Hindi mo kaya yan. Dahil yung mga lolo mo at lola mo, lahat yun, may mga sakit na cancer, kaya ikaw cancer ka rin. That's why when you go to the doctor, the doctor will say, do you have a history of hypertension and then you write there yes I remember I went to my PE you know that two or three years ago you know what what the, what the doctor told me uh has somebody in your family have uh, uh, what you call this high sugar diabetes diabetic okay I said yeah my dad my mom okay for a few more years it's a matter of time you will have your Duh. In Jesus' name, no. Because God said that I am going to be healed from all of my diseases. Those are what the devil is doing, attacking us. But you know, folks, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who what? Who strengthens me. And I am now a new creation. I am now a new creation in Christ. No, I will not allow the devil to trample over me. It'sura lang na yan. Okay, so what happened, David? No, he continued on, even if there's danger. Why? Because David know or he knew who is God, who his God was. Daniel says, "They that know their God." shall do what? Great exploits. And David believed that in his heart. Well, in fact, nung inutusan siya. Let's move on to the next verse. For 40 days, this Philistine giant, Goliath, stepped forward challenging the men of Israel every morning and evening. Imagine morning and evening you're being tormented. And because of that, no one was brave enough to accept the challenge. So when his father asked him to bring food to his brothers, it says here, David rose early the next morning. David was excited. You know, if you know you're going to do something the following day, and you like it, you're excited, what happens? Hindi ka makatulog. Your appointment is at 8 o'clock, Ala una pa lang ng umaga, gising ka na. nagme O, ba? Diba, just like my daughter, si, si JL, she attended a wedding. Wala siya rito eh, kaya pwede kong itis mo. <laughs> she attended a wedding. She attended a wedding yesterday. Okay? And, you know, syempre, nagpapaganda. Alasin ko pa lang ng gising na, nagsimula na magpaayos ng buhok niya. Okay, so David rose early the next morning. Left the ship. He was, what? Excited. Talong tayo. Talong tayo. So when David was there, nagtanong-tanong siya what's going on. So what happened was, you know, he volunteered himself. He stepped up in plate so he can kill the giant. But what happened, even Saul at yung mga kapatid niya, they mocked him and told him that he cannot, cannot do it. To cut the story short of what happened here is that despite the odds, despite the many difficulties, David had the ear to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit told him to fight the giant, he never hesitated to do it. When the Holy Spirit told him to obey what his parents, what his father is saying, he was even excited, he never hesitated. So it was a principle of obey now principle. Okay, let's move forward. Dahil niya sana ako sa taas. Okay, David said, don't anyone frighten you. Don't anyone frighten Because of that man, I am your servant, and he said, I will go out and fight with him. David volunteered because what? Of the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Even if he is being ridiculed, it never stopped David. So you know what? As I said earlier, that the plans and purpose of God in our lives are irrevocable. But in order for us to achieve the full potential that we have, What we need to do, we need to listen, be obedient, follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit step by step by step by step. And you will never go wrong. The moment we disobey, then we will reap whatever consequences that may have. So that's what happened david with just a slingshot what happened he was able to kill the giant what giants do you have in your life it may be a giant of defeat it may be a giant of wasted years it may be a giant of sickness it may be a giant of financial difficulty it may be a giant of sin. But you know, if we walk step by step, okay, and follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we can slay the giant. I will continue this message one of these days, if the Lord wills, and probably give you other biblical examples. But you know, just imagine, what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me. Jesus gave His all so that you and me, you and me, if we are obedient to Him, we will experience the fullness of God's blessing and so that we'll be able to realize the potential that God has given us. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus was, was betrayed,
1: he took the bread,
0: he broke it, and gave to his disciples, and said, This is my body, which was broken for you. The body of Jesus was broken for each and every one of us, so that whenever we come to him, we will have salvation. When we come to Him, the Bible says that we will have healing. The Bible says that we will have the fullness of His glory. And after He had given thanks, He said, He took the cup and gave thanks and said, This is the blood of my new covenant. Drink and do this in remembrance of
1: And one will deny Though He's lived His life for them all And for all be crucified Come to the table He's prepared for you The bread of forgiveness The wine of release Come to the table And sit down beside Him The
0: Savior wants you to join in the feast The Bible says that we partake of the communion we have to examine ourselves
1: of course
0: none of us is worthy to receive the blessings of the Lord but because of God's grace we get salvation but whenever we go to the Lord's Supper the Bible says that we have to look into ourselves if there are sins in our life if there are unconfessed sins it's about time that we You'll confess to God. First John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, He is released. what he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all of to our
1: unrighteousness. And of and Does
0: everybody trouble, have the elements with you? Let's all pray. Father, thank you for what you have done on the cross of Calvary. And Lord God, as we partake of the bread, the wine, the juice, Lord, we appropriate the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. We appropriate forgiveness, Lord God, in our lives. We know, Father, that apart from you, we can do nothing. And we ask you, dear Father, to cleanse us. We know, Lord God, that you have forgiven our past, present, and future sins. But Lord God, there might be some unconfessed sins in our lives. Father, we agree that you're the only one who can clean us.
1: And
0: as we partake of this bread, Lord, which was broken, Lord God, we remember, Lord God, what you have done on the cross of Calvary.
1: Lord, we ask that you
0: will heal us, Lord God, of our sicknesses, Lord God, if we have. Because you said that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And even as we partake of this cup, Lord, this is the symbol of your blood. Lord, during that Passover time when the children of Israel applied your blood on their doorposts. So Lord God, as we partake of this wine, Lord God, it signifies, Lord, that we apply your blood in our lives. And our lives, our hearts have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Whenever the devil will see us, the devil cannot touch us because we have the blood of Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord God, for accepting us for who we are. In Jesus' name, let's partake of the element.
1: Come to the table and see in his eyes the love that the Father has spoken. And know you were welcome, whatever your crime, though every commandment you broke. He's come to love you and not to condemn, and He offers a pardon of peace. If you'll come to the table, you'll feel in your heart the greatest forgiveness, the greatest release. Come to the table and taste of the glory and savor the sorrow.
2: He's Let's pray, shall we? Let's hold off uh, collecting the elements. And let's be in an attitude of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. That we can celebrate the Lord's Supper today. Indeed, Father, you have unleashed your power through the obedience of your Son, Jesus Christ. Who despite knowing what he was going to go through, he willingly took it upon himself to bear our sins on that cross, to shed his blood at Calvary for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to study and learn from your word. And we pray that you will continue to be with us as we spend time sharing our meal and being back here, Lord, to study even more through the GLC class this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for being with us today. In Jesus' name we all pray, in everyone's name. Amen and amen. What was the what was the title of the message? Obey now. Okay? So what are you supposed to obey now? We will all eat and we will all be back here at 12. Okay? After you eat